creeps me out that music <laughs> but uh anyway we'll be talking about that a little bit later but welcome to the mmo radio podcast show and that stands for movie markout i'm popcorn pete along with my partner in crime Vinny the vault and today Vinny, we are going to be talking about one of the greatest novelists of all time that's true that's one true. of the greatest authors whether it be horror whether it be drama and we're going to be discussing some of his films, and we're talking about none other than Stephen King. That's right, the master of himself. The master himself, and uh, we're going to talk about some movies that were either a hit or a miss in the movies. And we get, I guarantee you, even though we've kept our list to a, a certain level, um, there are ultimately more misses than there are hits. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. I don't think his books can be truly translatable into film because i mean honestly stephen king total genius mm -hmm. but it's not his fault that a lot of these movies failed no not at all i mean you give the wrong director a script and somewhere down the line you're going to watch the movie and be like well thank you mr so-and-so or mrs so-and-so because you totally fucked up that story for us. And it's not only just the uh, the directors. The studio gets a hold of the title, and it's like, well, we own the title. We can do whatever we want, and this is the direction we're going in. Which has pissed off Stephen King in the past. Oh, yes, and he's quite verbal about it. And, we and will... he's actually had his name removed from some films, and a few that are on the list. Okay, and we will talk about that. But uh, we're going to start off with the hits, I think. Okay, that's fine. All right, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go? I, I can go first. Okay, that's fine. First. Okay, the first one at the top of my list is Creepshow. Great movie. Yes. Loved it. Considering at the time all the special effects, well, not all the special effects were practical. Some were um, borderline digital uh, back in the 80s. But um, majority of it was all practical effects. Yeah, by Tom Savini. Yep. Master effects makeup artist. Yep. And, uh, you know, five short stories... And, you know, I'm not going to go through all the list of the actors and actresses there. No, no, no. Because no. we'd be here till tomorrow. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just great, great movie. Yeah, I think the story, the stories written by King and fleshed out by Romero, I think that works out so well that it, it's unmistakable that it's oh, a hit. It, it was a great, great movie. And if you haven't seen it, you know, you got to check it out because, I mean, it's... Three short stories, but the thing is, you're never bored. No, no, not at all. Even with the sequel, which wasn't as good as the original, but right. even there, you're not bored. No, you're not bored. I mean, the sequel wasn't as good as the original. Right. But um, still, I mean, 
top of his game. Oh, yes, very much so. All right. All right, my turn. Uh, let's see. Carrie. Okay. Starring Sissy Spacek. Yes, uh, Sissy Spacek. Amy Irving. Amy Irving. And then she went off and married Spielberg. So. Right, but she came back for the uh, horrible sequel, uh, Carrie 2. Oh, that's right. She did have she a did, part in that. Yeah, she did come back for that, which was uh, no help. Boo. Uh, yeah, and uh, the other big star, well, later to be a big star, was uh, John Travolta. Absolutely. Great movie about uh, this misunderstood girl who was picked on in high school. Mm-hmm. And then she finds out that she's got telekinesic powers. Yep. And then, well, if you haven't seen this movie, I don't know what to tell you. But um, <laughs> one of the disturbing things about the movie, I'm going to bring this up. I don't care. All right, go ahead. I'm Popcorn Pete. But one of the scariest things mm-hmm. about Carrie yeah. was the beginning of the movie. Okay. The shower scene. Yeah. Where all the girls are in the, the, the locker room. Yeah. Taking a shower and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, back then, it was the 70s. Yeah. So, uh, I guess girls back then didn't use razors as they should have. But, I mean, there was there was enough wool in that movie to knit a sweater. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, is that your problem with the movie? No, uh, no. <laughs> Great movie. Great movie. Just That's somebody a- should have brought a Bic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, they're looking for authenticity, not fanfare. <laughs> well, I, I get that, but I mean... No, I'm, I'm mistaken. That, that's called fan service. No, fan service. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I have no problem with it. I think it, I think as a first film coming out of the gate and a first book for him, I mean, that is amazing. Huge success. Huge success. I mean, you can see why later in the years... That every book before it was even published, th- as soon as the title was released, the studios were picking them up. Oh, they jumped all over. Oh it. yeah, and then once they st- he released, well, he had released uh, Nightshade, Night Shift. I'm sorry, and uh, they started picking apart the uh, short stories, and, t- right. and turning short stories into big films, which had no right to be. <laughs> but some of those short stories that were turned into big films were huge. Some of them were crap. <laughs> and we'll get to that. Yes, I can, I can come up with two off the top of my head. If you'd like, go for it right now, or do you want to do this later? <laughs> no, let's keep going with one. Okay, okay. All right, we're still talking about Carrie, so... Yeah, great movie, great yeah, movie. Yeah, no, Great I, cast. And I think De Palma was at the top of his game with that. And I think he got a lot of work after that because of how good Carrie came off. Right. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Carrie was... Nominated for a Best Picture. I believe so. I and at that time, horrors didn't win no. Best Picture. So all it was basically was, hey, we're admitting that you did really good, but we're not going to give you the award. Because you made a horror movie. Yeah. 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 It was the same thing later on in years. They did the same thing to other films. But all right. So you got anything else to say about Carrie? Uh, just a great movie. If you haven't seen it, please I highly recommend it. Okay. I wouldn't recommend the sequel. Or not the sequel. Uh, the the sequel. No, no, no. The sequel was bad and the remake was bad. Just uh, anything that's after Carrie. Sucked. Sucked. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you have to say about that. All right. All right. My next one is going to be a little bit debatable for you at least. All right. Okay. Okay. My next one is it. Okay. Uh, let, oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I enjoyed the first one. 
the TV the TV miniseries. miniseries okay. Yes. I enjoyed that for what it was for the time that it was made and that it was made on television. It was rather good. Right. And considering it was on television, there are some there are some pretty good horror pieces in that that the that the censors let get through. Right. I mean, but like you said about about that, I mean, there's things that you necessarily couldn't get away with years ago. Oh yeah. But nowadays, I mean, you can get away with a lot. Well, the, a lot, he, a lot. hence you bring bring in the first half of the it story that was a theatrical release. There was a lot more that they could do with the story that had not been done before that they were able to do now. Right. But uh, which would you recommend? Which would I recommend? Would you For recommend some, the, the, the remake? or If you really like horror, right. I would recommend the remake. Okay. If you're looking for something just to give you a little bit of jump in the night, you can go with the original. Which clown do you think was creepier? Oh, the, uh, the new one. Absolutely. The new one. the new one is a lot creepier than the old. But Tim Curry's portrayal? Yep, nope, that's, that's fine. All right, um, hold, let's hold on just one second. All right, we're back. I'm sorry about that. We had a small problem with the computer. It wasn't recording. Um, these, no, you were saying about... These things happen. Yep, these things happen. No, like you were saying about Tim Curry, I think he did a great job, but I think what Bill Skarsgård, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, Skarsgård. I think so. Um, what he did in the new one, I think, far outweighs what Curry did in the original. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because that was just all around creepy. And... Uh, Chapter two is coming out. Yep. Oh yeah, we uh, actually we just watched the trailer for it. You've seen it for the first time. Absolutely. And I was like, "Ooh, this is going to be creepy." Yep. Now, while you were getting ready to start this, I found the video of uh, somebody showing the uh, the trailer part two to his two bulldogs in the sitting in the living room, and absolutely riot. It was a riot. The uh, so if you want to see it, it's called Bulldog Reaction to It Chapter Two, and the it just watching the reaction of the bulldogs, you know this movie is going to do good. And from what <laughs> from what we could see, dogs are giving it two paws up. Oh, absolutely, four for gore. Four for gore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's that's that's it. Do you have anything else to say about it? Uh, no, I, I mean honestly, I wasn't a big fan of either the TV series or the remake. Okay. But, I mean, just watching that trailer, Yeah, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't, this is one of those things that you can't say the movie sucks unless you've seen the whole thing. And this is right. the second half. You can't say you didn't like the first one if you've never seen the whole thing. It might have just been the first part of the movie, the first part of the story, that you really didn't like. But it got better later on. Right. So you've got to you, you've got to wait and give it a whole shot across the board. I'll give it a whole shot across the board, but uh, for now, I'm I'm just gonna stick to my guns and be like, you know, it was all right. Okay. But I'll wait for uh, the second half of the show. Okay. Sure. Okay. That's a, that's reasonable. Okay. Your next one. All right, Christine. Yes. Which I thought was an amazing movie. It was. I loved the movie. I loved it too, and uh, you know you have director John Carpenter. Mm -hmm. How can you go wrong, John Carpenter, it, Stephen King? And it's and it's tough to think about it after the fact that he wasn't the first choice for that role for to direct that film. Now, who was exactly? 
I don't I, know. I have no idea because I all I know is that he was the third choice of directors well, for th- that film. I think they made the right choice. I think they eventually made the right choice, but that was it. But I mean, just like some of the special effects that they made in this, that movie. Yeah. I mean, without the CGI that they have today. Oh, it's it's amazing. Considering that they went through, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken, 25, 30 cars. Yes. They went out and found 30 cars that looked just the same, painted them all the same color, and destroyed almost every single one of them. Absolutely. I mean, and who does that nowadays? They don't, because they just do it CGI, yeah, they're and like, oh, fuck they, it. that's the end of it. But I mean, imagine if they were to remake Christine today. It wouldn't be as good. It would be horrible. Yeah, because not... everything would be CGI'd. Every little thing. They'd find one car to make sure they get all the dimensions correct, right. and then destroy 30 cars in the computer. That's all they would do. They wouldn't do anything. They'd have the one car for somebody to sit in, and that's it. But the way studios are now, they'd even do that green screened. This is true. Yep. Every, everything's green screened nowadays. Yeah. CGI. But uh, I think that's one of the lost arts of making movies. Yeah. It'll, it'll come back. When the, when, the, when the nuclear bomb goes off and everything electronical, electrical is wiped out, we're going to have to go back to practical effects. That's going to suck. Why? The effects in movies will be great. We'll have all these movies thought out before years before we get any electricity back but yeah yeah but we'll all be going to the movie theater looking like the toxic avenger <laughs> so anyway hey that's why all of my equipment is shut down at night just in case it happens while i'm sleeping i'll have all my equipment working that's a good idea good idea <laughs> good idea anything else you, uh, you want to say about For christine i think i think one of the biggest things is the they they don't talk about the the car or the music in this movie as being characters part of the story which they are absolutely the, ca- the car is a big part of this and because as the movie uh, the, the the music, music yes um, the music makes it is even creepier and the whole point of the music is you're not supposed to ever know if Arnie is in the car or not because right. you're never supposed to know if the, if the car is alive or not but there are per- parts like when Ernie sees Arnie sees the car come into the garage things like that. He's not in it. You know, obviously, you know, there's some kind of a spirit. But there are other times that things are happening, and he has to be in the car in order to know exactly what's happened. Right. But a lot, a lot of things that pisses people off about Stephen King movies is like, you didn't stay true to the book. Well, there's a lot of, the, there's a lot of parts in the book that are all inside people's minds, internal dialogues, things like that, that drive the story, which is great on page, but you can't do that on film. Right. Very few narratives have ever worked into being worked in good movies. We're going to actually kind of come up one, to one of the best ones that that actually works out in, but it's just one of those things. It just it, it it's part of what doesn't work in a movie compared to what has worked in book. Absolutely, totally agree. Okay, but great movie. Yes, great movie. Okay, my next one, The Dead Zone, with Christopher Walken. Very good, very yes. good. I think, above all, this is one of Christopher Walken's best films. I would have to agree. Yeah. I'd have to agree. Great, I mean, great I, role for him. Yeah, I think, I think this didn't do well in the theater uh, because it wasn't what people were looking for at that point. But big Stephen King fans will know that out of all the films out there, this is one of the few... That have tra- stayed true to the book. So, would you, in your opinion, would you say that was the closest 
to a book related the book related movie? Yes. Yeah, I would. Okay. I would say that that if you if you all look into say you know you know how far how far off is Lawnmower Man from the original story, which I will get to. Yeah, oh yeah. Later. Oh yeah. Um, Lawnmower Man is so far away from the story; it's as if the book was written here on Earth, and the movie was shot on Mars. I agree. And all they knew was the title of the book. Right. That was it. That's all that has to do it. With Dead Zone, I'd say they filmed the they filmed it here on the planet around the same time that the book came out. Which, if I'm not mistaken, was the book came out not shortly before the movie was actually uh, filmed and released. I believe it was around the same time. I believe so. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, but... But, I mean, other than that, I mean, he's hinted at this story in other stories. Um, part, of, part of which was in Cujo, um, in the book. Well, I mean, even in the movie, they sort of lead you to believe that there's a... There's a, a ghost in the little boy's closet, and he—I think he even talks about it. And the father opens the closet to prove that there's nothing there. Supposedly, in the book, that is the ghost of the serial killer from the Dead Zone. Ah. Because this is all supposed to be around Castle Rock. And this is why I'm teaming up with Vinny the Vault because he knows his history, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> But other than that, if you want a true book to book to movie, I think this would be the where to start. The closest one. The yeah. closest one to start with. Absolutely. Okay. My next pick is Misery. Okay, very good. Loved it. Yep. Absolutely loved it. Not many characters in the movie, but that's okay. Because I mean it was just so well told and like we talked about before, you know, there's gonna be certain aspects in the book. Mm-hmm that are going to be, you know, not the same right. in the movie. Right, but I mean, the thing with Misery was that you had an outstanding director. Absolutely. You had two outstanding actors, mm -hmm. and the story was so strong, you would have to have been a fool to screw, to, to screw around with the original story in order to get it across. I mean, there were some things tweaked here and there. That were different. To, that were different, which is no big deal because it doesn't take anything away but it's all down to that one room, really, in the entire story. And it was at the time it came out in the theater, I had made the comment that this would be a great one-act play. You could use two people, don't have to do anything else. And, that was, and then years later, they, they actually turned it into a play, and I saw it. And it's outstanding on, on the stage as well as on the screen. And I was actually going to go see that. Oh, really? At the, at the same theater that you went to see Oh, that. wow. But, um, yeah, just a all-around incredible movie. And uh, just the performance by the actors and actresses, incredible. I, I think it truly showed that James Caan had teeth in his later years as an actor. <laughs> and I think Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. Yes. That was one of her early roles... If not her first, and she, she won an award for it. Yeah, and Academy she and launched, launched that out of the park. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, and Rob Reiner as the director. I mean, that was. It, it's it's sometimes it's hard to see what the director adds to the film, but 
having two great actors like that in one little room, mm-hmm. um, he kept the tension building. He kept the prop, props moving around, so it was like this is you got to make sure this is in reach, so this person can reach it. Doing right. all these different things, it's up to him to make sure that these two people stay on track and just keep going with it. And right. I think he does a wonderful job with that. Right, and it's funny that you mentioned the play because I actually went to one of the Fangora Weekend of Horrors, mm-hmm. Fangora magazine, and uh, they were doing a thing with uh, talking about. Misery mm-hmm. and the guys that did the special effects, right? Yes, and they were sitting there talking and everything. They're like, Okay, you know, Rob Reiner and everything, he's coming in. He's like, Oh, I don't want this much blood in the movie. And then once they started doing the special effects, Rob Reiner just kept yelling, Okay, okay, we need more blood, we need more blood. So I thought that was that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, all right. So, okay, now it's you. Uh, I thought I just went. No, I oh, that's right, that's right. Um, okay, so the next one on my list, which we'll have a discussion about, uh-huh. is The Shining. Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, um, let's see, how do you put it? The, the, the first one is better at suspense Absolutely. than the remake. Uh, I think the remake gets it closer to the book than mm. the first one. Right. Um, I think Jack Nicholson's portrayal as Jack Torrance far outshines anything else. Absolutely. So we're not even going to talk about that. No, no, we don't have to. Um, But my other thing is that I think Rebecca de Mornay plays a better... um, What's the Torrance... I can't remember the wife's name. Nah, but uh, I know her. I, pl- I think she plays it better than uh, Olive Oil. <laughs> Shelley Duvall. Yes. I knew who her name was. I was willing to call her Olive Oil for later reference. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I agree. But when you put it all together, the first one actually outweighs the second in the way of suspense and things like that. And it was more creepier. Um, oh yes, most definitely. I think the, uh, I think the, TV miniseries that uh, Stephen King wanted to do because he, hated. He hated the first one. Yes. He hated it. Um, well, that's because, Kubrick took the script and basically threw it to the wind and said, "I'm making the movie I want to make." Right. Which. Some... Which is which is in some ways only, thirty percent of what King would have had. Right. I mean, but you know, that's that's what you got to deal with when you're dealing with directors. Sometimes. Well, well, it also has to do with the studio sitting there going, "Well, we own the, we own it, we do what we want." Right. So. But I just, I just thought the miniseries was kind of drawn out. It was. It was, and that's why. Um, that's why I, I think you just get more of a reaction out of the original because there were changes made from the original story. Right. I mean, I can understand King's reasoning for hating it. It's not his story at all. Right. But you get, you got to look at some of the things that were done right. The ending was changed. Right. I mean, it sets it up great now for the sequel that's going to be coming out. I think they're going to start filming that soon, if they aren't already started. Uh, Doctor Sleep. Yeah, Doctor Sleep. Yep. Which is the story of Danny, basically. Right. It's Danny living with the fact that uh, he thinks he's going crazy. 
uh, because of his father's background. Which because my dad's him. fucked up. Well, no. <laughs> what it is is he's fighting alcoholism and he thinks he's crazy because his father went crazy. See, this follows the original storyline and not what you ha- see in the the uh, the Kubrick version. Right. So, but that's neither here nor there because that movie hasn't been made yet. So right. we'll talk about that after. But I mean, like a lot of times, like the books are so long. I mean, you have to cut things here and there. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, 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 there are some books out there that are over three thousand pages long, and they make a movie from the middle part. Right. And then they wonder why the movie sucked. <laughs> well, you didn't give them any of the beginning part of the story, and didn't give them the end. That's why it sucked. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, so, next one. Okay, and I'm sure I'm going to have issues with you. With me. On this one. Okay. But uh, I thought it was very well done. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Okay. Unlike some of the other ones. What, is this your wedding video or something? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Shut up. I didn't know Stephen King did your wedding. Well... <laughs> that's another discussion. Yeah, that's another discussion. Okay, go ahead. Um, Needful Things. Needful Things was a good film. It wasn't great, but it was still good. But it, it was, was enjoyable. It wasn't one of those. Oh, I hate this. No, 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 not at all. It's just that you have it, you. It's another one of those. It's. I think it's a five hundred page story. Right. And you turn it into an hour and a half movie. There are lots of things that probably would have helped that story along that had to be cut out. True. True, but the so. thing the thing I like about it is, it hits so close to home. Mm-hmm. Because you know you look at society. Oh yes. And then you know, in a matter of minutes, one person can turn on another person. Right. From somebody else, encouraging them or talking shit. Right. Okay. So I mean that's the basis of the storyline. Well, it depends on how you look at it. To me, it's a story about, it's a horrific story about consumerism. Because the only reason they do any of these things... Is because they want something. Right. I get and, what, that. and it's not, I want you to do this or I want you to do that. I want something material. I right. want the baseball card. I want the statue. I want, uh, it, it's something. So it's more about consumerism. No, true. 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 But it, it just goes to show, like, Madonna said it right, material girl, material things. And, it, you know, people want things. And, you know, if they get a bargain for it, sometimes they'll do needful things. Yes. And the, 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 ultimate, story, the ultimate thing about, about the story is the next time you go to a flea market or a <laughs> yard sale, be damn careful about what you're saying you really want. Because it could come with a price. Yeah, it could. Now, it could. the the person that I think stands out that stands out in this story, who doesn't have the complete screen time that I think he should, is Max von Sydow as the devil. Oh, he was great. He was great, but I don't think they give him enough screen time to really bring that across. I mean, he does. He a did. Bit. Yeah, he does. But you, you don't think that they gave him enough screen time to to flesh out more of to flesh out more of the devil? Uh, I think they could have pushed it a little bit further. But I mean, even though you you don't necessarily know he's the devil, you're like, wow, this guy's an evil fucking bastard. But you, but okay, let's let's be real about this. If you knew about this film, you were a Stephen King fan. 
Right, but I'll, okay, I'll, okay, no, 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 no. Let me finish. Okay. If you knew about this film, you were a Stephen King fan. Right. So if you were a Stephen King fan, you read the, you most likely read the story beforehand. You knew he was the devil. But what I'm talking about is what what about the people who haven't seen the movie? You should have been able to tell he was the devil. Well, we we all know now, don't we? <laughs> the movie was from the what the late the early to mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, hey. Yeah, I mean, you, you should. We could we could have some younger listeners out there. You never we, know. We, sh- we should, but not with um, not with the way things are going at the moment. Uh, <laughs> ouch! Ouch for who? Who's ouch? Mm. I don't know. Ouch! All right. <laughs> um, did anything else you wanted to say about Needful Things? I just thought it was it was very well done, and you know, it, it just the thing that fascinated me was like how quickly people would turn on somebody. But the thing that I liked is it would be people that would turn on other people who hadn't done them any wrong. Right. Well, he was they were being coaxed by the devil. Yeah, and it was, it was a big circle like, yeah. okay, you go fuck with her, you go fuck with him, you go fuck with this one. Right, and then he's going to think it's this one over here, and that exactly. one's going to think it's that one, that, exactly. which is how the devil works. And it was great. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see, my next one. Okay, my next one, I'm not sure how you'd feel about it. Okay. Um, again, there was a remake, which I didn't like. Salem's Lot. It even had a sequel that I didn't like. Yeah, um, the original I liked. Yeah. Um, the part at the, the window with the creepy little kid. Oh, yeah, floating in the window, scratching at the paint. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, seeing that as a kid, you're like, ah, and you freak the fuck out. But, uh, yeah, that was good. But the, the one with Rob Lowe? Mm, no, and nah. like I said, they, they did a remake. Um, I think it was called The Return to Salem's Lot. Yes. Which was horrible. It had nothing to do with the story. It, had, it supposedly went back to Salem's Lot, which hence the title, mm-hmm. where the town were all vampires and it was basically the politics of running the town which was horrendous uh, considering we were shown at the end of the original Salem's Lot that they killed them all well I'm glad I missed that one and oh that's a good one you missed too well <laughs> but trust me it was an hour and a half you saved on your life well here's the thing you know when we're talking about you know Stephen King movies hits or misses the misses are the ones that I missed yeah. Because, I mean, I've seen, like, a lot of Stephen King movies, and then after a while, you just get so disappointed, disappointed, and I'm like, eh, I'm not even going to bother. Right, I'm yes, not gonna I understand. Waste my time. I understand that. I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. That's, a, that's. I mean, after the 80s, it was hard to find people that would, you know, friends that would want to go to see a Stephen King movie. Yeah. You know, it was like, really? Hey, after I'm gonna, the last one? Yeah, I'm going to go see this movie. You want to come with me? No. <laughs> I'll pay for the popcorn. No. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think considering it was a TV movie, mm-hmm. very well done. For considering it was the mid seventies, absolutely, it was amazing that they did what they did and how they did it. Again, all the practical effects that they could have gotten away with in seventies television, right, worked out beautifully. It was spectacular, back yeah. Then. Yeah. Yep. All right. My next one is uh, not so much horror or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it's uh, The Running Man. Oh, my God. Oh, here we go. Talk, now, talk, yeah. talk about a movie that has nothing to do with the book that it was, the story that it was drained off of. 
<laughs> I get that. The only thing about that movie that has anything to do with Stephen King's book... Is the title? Well, the title, <laughs> but that it's a game show. That's it. Nothing else in that story happens. Okay, I, I agree with you. But in fact, I think that was one of the movies that he had his name removed from. Yeah, he used his uh, his other name that. Richard... No, that no, no, no. I'm talking about the book, Richard Bachman. Yes, is that right? But I'm talking about Stephen King's name is not attached to The Running Man. <laughs> the but movie it... itself, there is no. The, I believe Stephen King had his name removed from that. Right, but I mean, all in all, I mean. I enjoyed it as a movie. I thought it was a fun it, movie. It's a fun movie. It's a fun Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Because he's got his one stupid liners and, oh my and God. And that's it. But it, it could, you didn't enjoy it? You can't no, tell me say, you didn't enjoy it. I'm not saying it. I didn't enjoy, enjoy it. We're talking about Stephen King movies. Right. This is not a Stephen... This is a Stephen King movie, okay? But it's a horrible Stephen King movie. And I'll, and I'll, I'll in case you didn't hear me, I said horrible. Okay, because it didn't... It didn't had nothing to do with Stephen King. Okay. All right. My bad. Excuse me. I fucked up. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm not, no, I'm not saying you fucked up. I'm saying I enjoy the film. I think it's a it's a wonderful sci-fi film. I think it's great that Arnold was able to find another movie that he could he could literally tear apart and make his own. <laughs> I just I I dug it. No, I I dug it too. It I think good. Richard Richard Dawson is a great villain. I think he should have gone on and done other things. No, didn't he get fired because of that? No, no. I think he, I think at that point he was already he wasn't working so, on Family Feud. So he was just like, oh, the hell with it! I'll make yeah. this movie. Yeah. Because I, I heard rumors that you know because of that movie and you know he was using foul language and everything. No, like, no. Like, I th I don't think I don't think that had anything to do with it. I believe at the time he was he had already left Family Feud, and he was, and this was I don't know if it was his first offer for a movie, but. This was one of his first, and I think he does great as the villain. Oh, he's a total prick. Oh, yeah. Or asshole, which was our last show. <laughs> it should it should have made the last show. We should have we, we should have <laughs> talked about he it. He should have made the last show. Anyway, uh, you're up. Okay. Well, since we're since we're talking about films that are probably gonna piss the other one off, mm -hmm. you're not gonna like this one. Okay. And I don't. I, I honestly, I don't know why. If you like The Running Man. Okay. Okay. Maximum Overdrive. Ah, come on. For a first-time director, I think it was great. Okay, I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't hate the movie. Okay, so you didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Okay. But I just, I thought it was silly. Okay. And it was almost like a Christine ripoff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you had Emilio Estevez in there. and uh, could, could I make one point? Oh, here we go. No, 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 no. It's, a, it's only a small point. Mm-hmm. The movie, the story trucks, which is this is ba this is based off of, right, right, which was I believe turned into an a TNT movie called Trucks. Um, Never seen it. Uh, it's another one. It, it it didn't make my list either way, but I don't really think about too much about uh, sequels and remakes. Uh -huh. um, the story trucks was part of the Night Shift trilogy, uh, Night Shift uh, story book. Okay. With all the short stories. Right. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. This was this story was written before Christine, which means Christine is a ripoff of Trucks. Yeah, but he is both written by Stephen King. They're both written by Stephen King, but you said so he's ripping you, off but, himself. But you, which way is he ripping off? 
You just said that trucks maximum overdrives was a ripoff of Christine. Well, that's what I felt like it was like. Oh, well, I mean, I get that he wrote both of them, but it was no, just... no, no. I'm saying he wrote trucks, which is maximum overdrive before first, Christine. Before he wrote Christine, I get that. So it's not it, it's not a ripoff of Christine. Okay, but Christine was a better product. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. But so, I'm just I'm just saying I liked it more than you. Okay. I'm fine that, with that. That's you, that's fine. That's why everybody has their own opinions about different movies, and that's why we're discussing these things. Right. We we talk about what you like. We talk about what I like, and right. then we then I show you what I don't like, and you show me what you don't like, and then I right. tell you why you're wrong, and you tell me why I'm wrong. Oh, I'm always wrong, and he's always right. Okay. I didn't say I was right. I said wait. You um, did. Wait, uh, da, 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 da. Do you want to play it back? Can it's, we? It says. Can you? <laughs> It says you were wrong, and I show you when I was wrong. But we usually find out that I was right and you were wrong. There, I've got it out there. Okay, we'll listen to it back later. All right. Oh, because uh, what do you call it? Um, because Maximum Overdrive, aka Trucks, came out before Christine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have that fight settled. All right. So what? So okay. What about Emilio Estevez? Didn't you like? Because you're starting to say Emilio Estevez. And you cut me off. But yeah. that, that's okay, because we're going on to the next movie. Why can't we finish this one? What? What? what, what? It's a movie that I like. It's a movie you don't like. So what, t I want to know what you don't like about Emilio Estevez. I got nothing against Emilio Estevez. But you started to say Emilio Estevez. I did, and then you cut me off, and you're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> right, and I made my point, and now we're moving on. So what okay. about Emilio Estevez? Okay, uh, yeah, he was great in it, and... <laughs> You liked the movie, I didn't. <laughs> next. <laughs> okay. All right, the next one, that, uh, that's you. Oh, okay. fuck me. All right. <laughs> not at the moment, please. Come on. It's not going to make good radio. No. Uh, <laughs> Your next movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Awesome. The, one of the best prison movies out there. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Also, another one of the gr the greater films with a narrative. Oh, absolutely! Morgan Freeman was incredible on that movie. Mm -hmm. I don't think you would have found a better person to play that role or do the over voice. Right, voiceover. I'm sorry, but uh, but uh, it's 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 wonderful. Oh, it's just such a great story, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just about this guy who is accused. Mm -hmm. Of killing his wife. Right. Sentenced to prison. Mm -hmm. Meets up with some convicts. Mm -hmm. Becomes friends with them. Mm -hmm. And then eventually... He escapes. Well, yeah, you just ruined that. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, you were dragging it out. I was thinking, well, what, is he trying to say something? Well, by that point, we're, we know he escapes. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the movie, then you're a dope. Yeah. But uh, I think... Well, I, the thing is, is I think that's one of the biggest most seen Stephen King films because a lot of people walk away with that not knowing that it was a Stephen King story right and honestly I, I gotta say it was one of his best true uh, out of out of anything out of anything I don't know if it's one of his best but it's it's certainly one of the best I agree I agree but uh, just the performance from the actors uh, was just incredible mm-hmm and it was just one of those, you know, you can't take your eyes off the movie once you're watching it. Yeah. 
it's another one of those you're in this one place in the in this instance it's a prison but you're in this one place and you can't go anywhere else for for to carry this story you've got to be able to do it within these four walls right i mean and you grow you like the characters oh yes and you want them to get out of prison and everything mm-hmm. and you yeah. know not not necessarily by escaping but you know you just want them to be released or whatever the deal may be mm-hmm. but you just you just fall in love with these characters some of them some of them yes some of them are horrendous yeah some of the total twats oh yeah and, you, and in fact where they're um stephen king characters you're hoping that they're going to be killed somewhere along the line right exactly and most of the time it doesn't happen right but all around great prison movie oh yes haven't seen it check it out <laughs> okay my next one is another narrative okay stand by me oh again a movie that most people watched and didn't realize that it was a stephen king story until they saw the ending credits such a great great movie i mean this is basically i mean anytime that's on tv i mean i own it on dvd obviously but anytime it's on tv or i get in a bad mood you know i'll just put it in because mm-hmm. it's just it's a really touching film yeah oh yeah it, from 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 beginning to end right because all the way to the end where you see um the gordy character writing the book later on in years um you have you you're still at that point where oh my god he's the one that's been telling the story because at different points during the movie you're not quite sure who's telling the story right 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 but i mean it's just one of those all-around feel-good movies mm-hmm. i mean it's got some depressing parts in it yeah but that's that's life life has depressing parts in it this is true but i mean just all-around great movie mm-hmm. and uh you know highly recommended great cast of some of them were young unknowns at the well, time. At, at the time, at I the mean, time. because I mean, Will Whedon was unknown, I believe, at yep. that time. Uh, Fever, River Phoenix yep. was. If this was this was an early film for him, um, was it Corey Feldman? Yes, or Corey Feldman. Corey. And then uh, Jerry. Um, Jerry McGuire's kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. Yes. Not Jerry Maguire. He was oh in that. God. He was in that. Got to give me that. And then it turns out that, you know, the whole voiceover is done by Richard Dreyfus, Right. Which you under, you hear his voice and you say, okay, he, he's, you know, he's doing the voiceover. But then when they, they shoot the movie at the end where it's obviously him writing it at the end, it's like, oh, wow, big name like that. And he's only in like the last two minutes. Right of the film and that and there aren't a lot of films that do that there are a few now that do that but back then you never saw it was unheard of a big name that's attached to this movie gotta have him in more than you know like just the ending you got to if we're gonna pay this guy we might as well give him you know the screen time now was it was he actually advertised no so it was just like a big surprise yeah it was a big but because once it's a it's a voiceover you know, it's a surprise that it's like, I know that voice. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's Richard Dreyfus. Figuring all he did was sit in his booth and read the dialogue that he, for the voiceover. Okay, so that's fine. But then when they shoot it ahead and they actually show you, show you him writing the story that you've just watched, it's like, oh, my God, two minutes 
and this is all the screen time he got. Yeah. Well, I wish I got his payday for <laughs> just sitting in a room and talking in front of a microphone. <laughs> but again, one one of the top movies of of what Stephen King wrote at the time. Absolutely, and it, it was based on a short story, The Body. No, it was, yeah, but The Body was a novella. Oh, was it? Yes, because it was part of the book. Oh, God, I can't remember the name of the book, but there were only four stories in the book. Oh, I think I know the one you're was, talking about. Um, I can't think of the... Yeah, but there, there was the, the um, Four Past Midnight? No, it wasn't Four Past Different Seasons. Different Seasons, yes. Different Seasons. That's what it was, because it were four stories for the four seasons. But still. But No, 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 but still. It was a huge, a huge making of a story of, of, of one of his. Okay, um, let's take a break right here, and we'll be back in just a moment. All right, and we're back. So, um... Next one from you. All right. Well, I'm going to have to go with Dolores Claiborne. Another very good film, and not a horror film. Not very a horror nice. film. Not a horror film. But uh, it's a little bit of a, you know, hey, you've been treating me like shit all your life. I'm going to get a little revenge on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. But, I mean, in the same time, we did the asshole show not too long ago. And I considered Dolores Claiborne to be an asshole. Really? At some points. Yes. Because of the the person that she was taking care of, yeah, and you know doing all the stuff for her and everything, yeah. and then she became ill and sick and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just some of the things that she would say to her, and I think that was that was uh, basically because of the way her husband treated her. Oh yes, most definitely. It was it was the um, the her personality coming out at that point. Right, you know, it's all the all the stuff that she wanted to say to her husband. She was saying to her her uh, her, her patient. Right, the one she was caretaking yeah. after. Um, another thing that was very disturbing about this movie okay. was the fact that the father had a uh, sexual interest in his daughter, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why Dolores snapped. Right, creepy, but I mean, you can understand why Dolores snapped. Oh yes. And no. then the person that she was taking care of was like, well, why don't you take care of him? Right, yeah. I mean, just an all-around great story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a wonderful story. Now, if the, the best part of that story is it actually links up with another Stephen King story. Of course it does. Because it ha- it's supposed to happen at the same time. That Dolores Cla- at the same time as Dolores Claiborne's story is happening, mm-hmm. the story in Gerald's game is happening. Because there's a there's at one point that Dolores is looking up at the the eclipse. Right, right, right. Okay, that is ha- that eclipse is happening at the same time that Gerald's wife is handcuffed to the bed. She looks out the window and she can see the eclipse. No kidding. Yeah. I, so that those two are actually in the same in the same shared universe. I didn't put two and two together, but thank you for pointing that out, Vault. And that's why <laughs> we have you here. But uh, yeah, all around great movie. Incredible cast, and like we said before, I mean, if you haven't seen this movie, definitely, definitely check it out. And it's a non-horror film at all. There's nothing Absolutely. in it at, at all. About, other than the murder, there's nothing horrific about the f- film 
Well, the story. Right. But, I mean, this, this, there are points in the movie that you feel uneasy. Oh, and, yeah, but it's not horror. No, it's not horror. It's, it's, not it's horror. It, A lot of it is just pointing things out that we already notice on a day-to-day life. Right. And it's like, it's, it's basically what comedians do. You know, you point out the flaws in somebody, and it's like, well, no, I feel a little uncomfortable about you pointing out flaws right. about yourself, but there are also flaws that I have. Right. You know, it's it's one of those things. but And I don't want to admit it, but, you know, here it is. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, great movie, and, uh, yeah. I don't think, there's nothing bad to say about it at all. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, Stephen King doesn't necessarily have to just be, like, the master of macabre. No. I mean, he also has written some great drama movies, which mm-hmm. we've already covered. Yep. And, and this and, and going fact with... The uh, the Gerald's game, right? I mean, I haven't watched any of what I don't know if it's on A and E or one of the cable networks, but I know they turned it into either a miniseries or a small movie. Yeah, and, I think something um, like that. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet, but it is on my list of, of something to watch. But it's again, it's just suspense. Right. If you if you actually put if you actually knew nothing about this movie at all, and you were going to take a, a shot in the dark. You would have actually put this in the category of like with movies like um, Alfred Hitchcock had made. Oh, absolutely. Rope, um, Rear Window, Vertigo. It's that kind of film. It's suspenseful and it's storytelling at its best. And it's not gory or anything nope, like that? No, not at all. But I mean, you, you want to see people that have done somebody wrong get their dues. Yes, and, that's, and you always have that. That's yes. one of the basic things you have in movies or basic storytelling. That somebody who is mad, mad evil, you get they get their comeuppance in the end. It doesn't have to happen at the end of the Absolutely. film. It can happen anywhere in the film. But as long as they get taken care of, you walk away satisfied. And this is one of those films. Yeah, you walk out of the theater with a smile on your face. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so my next one is The Green Mile. Oh, awesome movie. Yes. Awesome movie. Let's talk about it. Okay. The Green Mile. Another one. You can't say too many bad things about this. No. Um, it was a little worrisome that they were going to try to turn this into a movie. Um, not so much that it was it was a difficult story to tell. It was just a lot of things happened in your mind as you're reading the story. So it's like, well, how are they going to get this up on the screen? And with Tom Hanks in the lead, incredible! It, it works across the board, excellent. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you feel for the guy when he, when he, you know, when he's on the mile and he's going to be dead, and you know the ending. From right. the you, you come in knowing that they're going to kill this guy. But it's one of those characters once again that you know. I mean, you don't want to see die right no no no. but the thing is is you find you you find out in the course of the film that it wasn't him right so it's like okay well okay they're not going to kill him and by the end of the film they're going to figure it out and they're going to let him go right release the guy well this is what hollywood expects us to to figure in these prison films right that okay you've shown us that he didn't do it he's being wrongfully accused He's been wrongly convicted. You, by the end of the movie, something's going to happen, and it's going to release him. But fuck it, we're going to kill him anyway. Yes, fuck and that it. and that and that's what happens. And that's one of those great things that they do for a non-Hollywood ending. Hollywood endings to me is like Disney. 
everybody's got to be smiling in the end. Oh, happy ending. Yeah. Happy endings. That's what Hollywood wants. Hollywood wants happy endings. But that's not the real world. Right. And when you get movies like this that gives you a history of, well, this is what happens. This guy's going to be in prison. For, he's going to be wrongfully accused. He's going to, we're going to find out along the way it wasn't him, somebody else. This is what's going to happen. And by the end of the movie, he's going to be released. All happy. Right. Right? But that's not what happens. In real life, nobody gives a shit. Pretty much. And you hit the nail on the head. And what happens at the end? They kill him. Yeah. So what the what we need to do is make more films like this that don't have a happy ending that so people don't get oh why why didn't he live? How come he's not smiling? It's why not is because, he dead? Because that is if you if you are smiling every single point of your life, you've got to be kidding me. No, there's something wrong there. Yeah, there's something wrong there. I mean, so. as as fucked up as it is to yes. say. Yes, and I and I don't feel good about saying that, but we want more movies like The Green Mile. Right, right, absolutely. To tell tell things the way they are in life. But I mean, you know, it's just an all around feel good movie until you get to the end. Yeah, true, true. And the the thing I didn't get um, was like when he opened up his mouth and all the bugs were flying out of his mm-hmm. mouth. I was like, what the fuck am I watching, Candyman? You're, right. You know there, what I'm saying? Yeah, there are some references to other things in the way they filmed it. But if I remember correctly from the book, that's how the, the they talked about it in the book, that he would open his mouth and it would come out. And the disease or whatever he had sucked out of the other people of the came other people. out of it came out of his mouth. But was it technically bugs or was it like I don't, a spirit? I don't, I don't remember. I, I think it was just some cloudy mist or, mist something? or something. Okay. So. All right. All right. Back to you. Are you done with your hit list? Uh, honestly, yeah, I'm done. Oh, with the hits. I'm, I'm sorry. I well, then I have one more hit. Okay. And I probably you don't have you are probably pissed at. Hit me with your best shot. The mist. Ah, uh, really? Yes, the mist. Okay. Okay. Now let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something about the mist. I'm listening. Okay. An outstanding novella. Okay. Now we're talking novella and we're talking movie. Right, but I'm telling you, it's outstanding novella. Okay. Okay. That did not have an ending. Okay. Ah. Now, when they do the movie, mm-hmm. okay, they actually gave it an ending. All right. Okay. In the book, all you have is them in the car going down the highway. That's the end. Them heading for Boston. Okay. Right. In the movie, they have them driving, and then they run out of gas. They didn't get as far as they thought, and they were still in the mist. So it's like, okay, what are we going to do? And then they came up with, well, we have four bullets. <laughs> four bullets and five people. What are you going to do? Make a sequel? I don't know. <laughs> you shoot four people and walk out into the mist yourself, and you know, then you die. No, screw that. Screw but then, that. but then the army showed up and and saved him. But so I mean, he basically shot four people for no reason because if they waited thirty more seconds, the army would be there. But they didn't know that. No, they didn't know that. So that's society for you. <laughs> okay. Now, I liked the film. Now that's what I'm saying. I liked the film. All right. Okay. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Okay. It was really good. Okay. Okay. Let me say that. All right. My biggest thing was. They gave the story an ending. wasn't a happy ending. Again, not a happy ending. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and I like that. 
Okay. Right. Now, when it came out on Blu-ray, okay, they gave you an option on the Blu-ray. You can watch it in color, or you can watch it in black and white. Which is more creepy? Black and white. Okay. It's like watching one of the old black and white 30s horror films. Like the creature double feature. Oh, it makes it so creepy. Really? Oh, yes. And there's the part where they go into the pharmacy, yep. where they end up with, with all the spiders and everything, watching that in black, white, and gray... Oh, it's like watching something from the 40s or 50s. But I mean, does it definitely make a difference in your opinion? Oh, I think I think so. I okay. I've watched I've now I own the Blu-ray. I wa- I've watched it probably 5 times. Mm-hmm. The only time I've watched it in blo- in color is when I saw it in the theater. Oh, wow. 5 times here I've watched it in black and white. Wow. I would prefer the black and white over the color for that movie hands down well that's like the uh, Night of the Living Dead yes in color no well, doesn't what? work doesn't no, work yeah but we don't want we're not talking about that we're talking about um, The Mist right so what did you think I, I was just giving an example yeah um, honestly with The Mist I wasn't very impressed okay um, and honestly I don't know which one came out first but I thought it was kind of like a Rip off of John Carpenter's *The Fog*. Oh, *The Fog* came out a whole lot earlier, but I don't know when *The Mist* was written. Right, but the, I mean, like John Carpenter's *The Fog* was more like you know uh, these uh, sailors on a the, ship. The, the, the ghosts, the ghosts are on yeah, in I the mean, mist. They, they, they were ghosts. Yeah, yeah, and they were and they were actually the mist. That's uh, the fog. That's right. uh, that's what they were uh, because you could you wouldn't have the sailors there unless you had the fog. Right. Um, this was this. This was, was like mist. a bunch of creatures. In, in well, what it what basically was was the the military opened up a gateway to another dimension. In so in the way that so, the the story sounds is they opened it up a little bit so they could look inside. Couldn't see a lot, so they opened it up a little bit more. And when they opened it up a little bit more, they drew the attention of what was ever nearby. And all that shit and came it, out. And yeah. it just plowed through. And that's why you end up having the mist going all the way down the seaboard. Right. I mean, I understand you're a fan and everything. And yeah. That's all well and good. But, yeah. you know, it just, it was just one of those movies that didn't capture my attention. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I understand that. And, and just like some, in horror films, they're not everybody's cup of tea. Absolutely. You know, but I, I would guarantee you, it, I, would, I would guarantee you, that um, if you watched it in color, and I mean in black and white, I think you might enjoy it a little bit more if, if you watched creepier. it. If you watched it as an old black and white monster movie, right? Um, I actually I know of a person that didn't like The Mist, and when the I got the black and white copy, I said, "Just give this a chance. Don't have to like it. If you don't like it, you know, ten minutes into it or fifteen minutes, not going to bother me. But give it a chance." He loves it. He loved. He can't stand the color version. He'll tell me that. That's funny. He can't stand the color, but the black and white has works. Right. And I know other films have done that. They, you know, obviously they've released now in color, but when they go to um, the Blu-rays or whatever, they give you an alternate version on some films. And I think that's a big thing that these movie companies miss out on. Right. I mean, that's a pretty cool concept. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Pretty cool. Pretty okay, cool. so that's the end of my hits list. Okay, so we'll start with the misses. We're not looking at little women. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Go, you okay. go first. I'm going to go with... Uh, it was... I bought the, the comic book version of it. Okay. And it's Silver Bullet. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's the name of the. That's the name of the. That, the name of the book is Cycle of a Werewolf. Yes, but yes. Uh, right. Yeah. No, no, no. I had, when you said Silver Bullet, I had a, <coughs> a brain fire. No, that, it happens. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I know it. But not, um, the, not the greatest in the world. And I, I, to me, there are a lot worse films than that. Oh, true, true. But I mean, I just. It was just one of those movies, like, you're watching and you're watching and you're, you're waiting for something scary to happen and everything. And it just, it was just boring to me. Mm -hmm. I just, I was just thrown off by it. And I, I had read the comic book. Uh -huh. or, or the, the, you know. Right, yeah. You know what I mean. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and it was just like, mm, I'm just not digging this. But, uh, yeah, see, my, my see, I, I, like I said, I, I enjoy it, but... You know, you know, it's it, it. I don't. I enjoy it, but I don't. My biggest thing was that the story was the, the story had legs. There was a chance that they could really do something with this, okay? Because the original story takes a year to go from beginning to end, because mm -hmm. there's only one full moon really a month, right? Okay, so this book goes twelve chapters. Right, because there's one moon per month. Yeah, yeah exactly. This this, and I mean, I know there's people out there that can say, well, the full moon is actually three nights, you know, and the full moon is actually the middle night. The full full moon is the middle night, depending I, where you are. Yeah, but I can I can understand the reasoning for that. But the 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 beauty of King's story was that he put the moon, the full moon, on every holiday, like the full moon in February. Fell on Valentine's Day, you know things like that. In the in the movie, they try to drag the full moon like three four weeks. Right. And it's and it's like there's a full moon almost every single night because he goes out and kills every single night. It's like how can that possibly be? It doesn't work. Yeah, you're not a vampire, goddamn it. Yeah, yeah, you're a werewolf. We 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 understand the thing about werewolves. Right, 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 right. But um. Like I said, I mean, it just, I don't know, maybe it was just the mood I was in, but, you know, this, this sometimes you, you're watching a movie and you just, you don't, for one reason or another, you just, you can't connect with it. Yeah. You just don't get into it. Yeah. And, and you also got to point out that this is, this is one of Gary Busey's films, and this is pre-accident, <laughs> pre-accident Gary Busey. So, I mean, I don't know what you want to say about that, but I'm just saying it was Gary Busey. And I thought he was fine. <laughs> um, loved him in Lethal Weapon, uh, but and and that also is pre <laughs> pre accident. <laughs> yeah, okay. so uh, we won't get into Gary Busey, but uh, <laughs> not until at another date. <laughs> we could have a show right there. Yeah, pre pre and pre and post pre and pre, post. And post, pre pre Gary Busey and post Gary. Well, actually, it's Gary Busey pre accident and post accident. Yeah, get right. in now. <laughs> All right. All right. So. My turn? Yes, sir. Okay. The top of my list for bad films, for misses. For bad films? No. Well, actually, yeah, it does. It does It does come at the top of my bad film list as well. Okay. Okay. For the misses. Okay, for the misses. S Sleepwalkers. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm telling you, the only thing that is any good about this story, okay, and this is this is going to be funny because there was a certain death scene, and this is the only part of the movie that I loved. Let's see if you're going to say the same thing. Well, this is my silence is the only part of this movie that I liked. My okay. silence oh, because so it, the whole movie sucked. Oh, it sucked from bad. beginning to be, from beginning to end, from concept in that script, because King wrote the script. There is no story that correlates with this. Yeah, I know he wrote the script. Right? No, no, no. I mean, there was no story. He wrote the script cold. So there's no story like say, oh, it was based on. The book. Oh, this Sleepwalk is, is a short story from someone. There is no short story. There is nothing to co-assign with this. He just said, "Fuck it, go with no, it." No, they said <laughs> they, he want he needed to write another another script for. I don't remember if it was contract or what, but this is what he wrote. The so shits. obviously he can do books, but he can't do scripts. And this was the shits. <laughs> the one thing that I did like about the film, okay, all right, the one thing. One thing and one thing only mm-hmm. was one of the death, the death, the death scenes that they had. Yeah, and that was death by an ear of corn, <laughs> where they actually stabbed somebody uh, with an ear of corn. Okay. Now, weren't they supposed to be like cats or something? Yeah, I think it was his take on the cat people. Oh. Horrible. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, actually, the, the, there isn't one good thing that I could say for this film. And Can anybody? Can, well, the thing that... The only good thing that I can honestly say about it was members of the cast. Okay? okay. Now, I'm going to read off one, two, three, four. I'm going to name off four people that were in the, this movie. Okay? And like I said... I didn't like I didn't like this film, but this is the only highlight of it. Okay, as a size, as yeah. Okay. okay. Now these these are the four people that I know All right. that are in it. Okay, John Landis. Wow. Joe Dante. Clive Barker. And Toby Hooper. Yeah. Did they star in the movie? No, they didn't. Okay. That's they played, what I they, <laughs> they played forensic expert uh, technicians and lab technicians. So all I had to do was have cameos, but that's the only bright side of the movie. to this film. Yeah, and I and I think King, King was in it too. I think he played the caretaker in the cemetery, but it's him. It's his movie, so he's gonna he's gonna make somewhere. a cameo. He's yeah, pop up somewhere. But I think this is the only bright side that you get to see these four people in the film. You know, obviously as actors, but it's the only bright side that I could find. And obviously, the movie sucked. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I I couldn't. The I'll I'll give it to you this way. Out of my Stephen King collection, I have that, okay, but it's only because it's a Stephen King product. Right, and it's part of the collection. part of the collection. Exactly. Okay, absolutely. I've had that. I don't know for how long. Ask me how many times I've watched it. I can guess zero. Oh yeah. Oh, because it was so bad. I haven't. I I want to say that I probably owned it for at least four years. I have not watched it in four years. <laughs> That's how bad it is. That's telling us a lot, there, folks. But it also, it, but it also shows how dedicated I am to the category, to the category for the collection. 
you know, oh, yeah, I'll yeah, even yeah, take yeah. the bad stuff. With the in, good. In, with the good. Right, right. Then I totally agree with you. Okay. All right. Back to you. Thinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, great concept. Mm-hmm. Great story. Mm-hmm. But once you projected those images on the screen, it's like, oh, my God. I think it's one of those, it didn't transfer well. No. Because the, the would you, would you say it was bad casting? Or? No, because I think uh, I know I know I'm going to screw up the guy's name. Joe Montana. Yeah. Okay. Uh, him playing the gangsta, mm-hmm. right? Worked. But he but he's actually made a living out of portraying his Italian background in some of these in these roles over the years. Right. So it's but natural. It, and it and it works. I think it really works. Um, the 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 casting of the other actors. I think it works. I think it's just not transferable from the page to the screen. Right. And I think we're going to find that a lot with a lot of our misses. It just <laughs> it's, a good, it's a really good story, but but it doesn't. You know, it's a great story, but once you put it on film, it didn't work. Right. You know, I just think that thinner is one of those. I mean, the other bright point of that of that this movie. That I could honestly say is the fat suit. You actually believe this guy is fat, right? Until you get to, to, to the, the skinny part, to the skinny part, and you see what actually he did to like get his body to wear down, so it looked like he was skeletal, right? And actually, another movie that they changed the ending, right? I mean, but you know, honestly, back in the day, yeah. I mean. You know, we talked about practical effects and everything. Oh, yeah. Robert De Niro in Raging Bull put on how how many yeah. pounds? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. But th- but and then went thin and, you know. Right. And the, and the thing is, is with this, so he didn't, you know, so you don't see that in-between part. Right. They kept him in a, in a fat suit and then just made the fat suit smaller. So behind it, he's always that thin. Right. So you never see that. Right. But, uh. No, I agree with you. It's it's it it didn't transfer. I I want to put that down to not transferring well. Right. I mean, great story, shit on the screen. Yeah, I've I've read the book twice. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, I mean it. it uh, not great story. Yeah, shitty. But movie. I mean, if you ever here's one thing out of that out of the story that should have been in the movie, um, which they do a little bit of, the pie at the end. At the end. Yeah. It's supposed to be a strawberry rhubarb. So when you cut it open, it's all bloody red. So if you ever want to give a gift to a Stephen King fan, get him a strawberry rhubarb pie and tell him exactly what it is and then just leave it on the counter. Guarantee you most of them would not eat it. (laughs) Um, Words of wisdom from Vinny the Vault. All right. Okay. My next one? Yep. Okay. Cujo. (laughs) Okay. Um, I actually liked Cujo. All right. Cujo is okay, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Yep. Okay. I didn't like the fact that they changed the ending. The ending was different. With Tate? Yes. The, the, the little boy dies in the end. And if anybody who watches the movie knows that he lives, uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, they actually filmed the death scene, showed it to a test audience, and the audience didn't like it. Because it was a kid dying. In yeah, the movie. most likely. 
So they redid it but here's with the him thing. living. But here's the thing. I mean, if anybody had read the book, they'd be like, okay, the kid dies. Yeah. So then they see the kid die, and then they're like, oh, we don't like it because it's in the movie. Right. But the, who, but the thing is, is the test audience are obviously weren't fans that had read the book. I don't know. I wasn't. I, I've ne- well, I'm never. I've never been asked to be a part of a test audience, and that's one of the, that's I always been, to. That was always my driving thing to to move out to L.A. You know, find out where they do the test screenings and things like that. I go. Oh, I've got nothing to do today. I can watch as many films as you'd like. Um, and I got this book. <laughs> <laughs> True, but my other thing that was actually pointed out to me from a friend mm-hmm. um, because we had gone to see Cujo, I believe, when it was in the theater. Right. All right. He pointed out to me that there are certain scenes where this camera is on Cujo that you can see him wagging his tail to the trainer. He's a fucking dog. Right. But I've seen other dogs in other films that aren't wagging their tail to their trainer. (laughs) Okay. All right? All right. So, and this also ties into your, uh, your, um, your story about Nightwing, because this whole thing starts with a rabid bat. Yeah, but I eventually admitted, you know, eventually well, you know, right, that movie okay, scared me. Right, but no, no, no. But I'm I'm saying this movie starts with a rabid bat that may have been from yours. Now in the it, book, it was a ghost, right? No, 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 no. no. The, wasn't it a ghost in a cave that that wanted, bit that bit the dog? No, 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 no. Wasn't it a ghost? Like Cujo went into a cave, and a ghost went into him. No, 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 no. It was it was rabies. Okay. It was rabies. All right. So you might be thinking of another story. I might be. If not, keep that in mind because we could sell that. We could. Ghost gets into a dog. Get get him into a nice chihuahua. Ghost dog. <laughs> ghost dog. <laughs> It'll be right up there with Ghost Dad. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> oh, right? jeez. And that was a fucking thriller. Oh, oh, yeah. It was a thriller just trying to get out of the theater. <laughs> and no, I did not watch that film. I, 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 I wouldn't have paid money to see that. No. Neither did I, so we're not missing much. All right. <laughs> All right, back to you. All right. Uh, Firestar. What, what? I mean, it wasn't my greatest, wasn't the greatest film, and I didn't dislike it, but what didn't you like about it? But we're talking about, like, hit or misses here. Yeah, but and it, it, it just... It, just, well, it made mo- it must have made money. They kept making movies. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it did definitely make money. And you know, you have a young Drew Barrymore and, and everything. And come on, how? What other movie? In what other part of the world can you could you ever watch a movie with George C. Scott in a horror film? Well, I, let me take that back. I know. Yeah. He's, I mean, oh, he's done other th- other horror films, but with an eye patch. Now tell me that wasn't great. Oh yeah, that that that's. The reason I went to see the the movie, because I mean that that was just so great. Hey, George C. Scott, with with an eye patch on. All right, no, but I mean it was. I'm not saying it was horrible. Okay. But I'm not saying it was one of Stephen King's best. No, no. Uh, books turned to film. No, it was especially in some of the parts where you see the fireball going down, and you can actually see the string. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, the special <laughs> effects on that were but the they were pra- shits. Again, they were practical effects, and if they did it today, that wouldn't be in the film. No, because it'd all be CGI. Right. But I mean, I just, uh, I just, I just couldn't get into it. it. It just didn't. It's one of those movies that didn't hold my attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and, it's understandable. 
So, what are your thoughts on it? No, I, I, I enjoyed it. Because my well, because I liked the story. Yeah. I really did. Yeah, good story. Um, I mean, basically, it was just a story of the father and the daughter trying to live out their life, right, on the run. But the only one of the few things that I had a problem with was George C. Scott playing an Indian. <laughs> I did not that I had a problem with it then. I look back at it and it's like, no, he even calls it out that says, and he calls himself an Indian, an American Indian. Why couldn't they have found an actor who was an American Indian to play to the play pot. the pot? Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I I understand that you know now it's politically correct to make sure that that role is filled by an American, uh, a Native American. I'm sorry, no, but sorry, right. trying to get all these politically correct terms around it's just, I can't spit out enough of them to make it any good <laughs> so if you made it now obviously the role would be filled with somebody who of Native American descent you would think you would think but why couldn't they have done that then there were tons of actors out there with American Indian descent heritage heritage yeah. that they could have easily found someone to play that role they had, I mean, hell, they had Martin Sheen in the film. They yeah. had Drew Barrymore. Yeah. There's, you know, what, did you need another big name to go into that? Apparently so. I just, th I just think they, they could have done better with that one role. Not, it wouldn't have made the whole movie better, but. Well, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's the thing with Hollywood. I mean, sometimes bad casting calls. Are... Oh, yeah. I mean, they try to put as many big names into a film, so. You'll come to see it. Yeah, I mean, come on. Charlton Heston as a Mexican. Come on. How about Burt Reynolds as an American Indian? Well, wasn't technically he really was half? I, I didn't know if he was. I think he was. I just felt bad watching it. <laughs> What's that, Native Navajo Joe? Navajo Joe? Navajo Joe. But, oh. I mean, honestly, I think Burt Reynolds was... Uh, he did have some oh, heritage. In well, it. then I then I retract that statement. Okay. No, no, no. That's it fine. Just, it just it was just hard for me to watch. That's fine. Okay. Um, my turn or yours? Uh, you went with Fiestata. That's yeah. right. So it's my turn. Okay. Tommy Knockers. Honestly, never seen it. Never seen it. Never seen it. Well, I'll be honest. Okay. Let me tell you. Tons. Of his stories have been turned to Shit. TV movies because this is a TV movie. <laughs> okay. Okay, and it was actually a TV miniseries, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it wasn't worth it. I believe that. Okay. <laughs> um, it was a horrible, horrible story with Jimmy Smith. Oh, I can't stand him. Sorry, I mean, nothing against the guy, but, you know, I mean, I'm... Well, obviously, if you can't stand him, there's something against the guy. I was just never a fan of his acting. And then, you know, when, once he started doing the, the Star Wars movies, I was like, oh, okay, all right, you know what? No, oh, so that drove you to not like the first three. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, no, out of... Uh, with all of the different movies that were made for TV mm -hmm. of King's works, this ranks right up there being bad. Like, out of all the TV movies that were, I'd say this was probably three. If we we're gonna, if we were actually gonna rank them, 
This would be number three. Okay, so if we were going to talk, uh, call this show the top shit, would uh, that uh, be... Wait a second, of television, of Stephen King t- made-for-TV movies. Absolutely. Got to make sure that we label this correctly. Yes. Okay. Would that be at the top of the heap? No, like I said it would be number three. Number three. Oh, yeah. I have, oh. I have others that are, no, are number two and one. Mm, boy. All right. <laughs> okay, you're next. Uh, the Lawnmower Man. Oh, my God. Which, to me, other than the title, doesn't deserve to even be on the list. But it, but this is your misses, so that's that's perfectly fine. I mean, it's a miss for me, too. Okay, okay but, but why did you not like it? I didn't like it because... It had nothing to do with the book. It had nothing to do with the story. It was a, and it, Again, it was a short story. Right. It's not a full book that flushes out all these characters. What was it, like 30 pages, something if, like that? If that. All, you know what? I'll tell you something. It was probably as short as 12 pages. You want to know what this story was really about? The guy called the lawnmower man. He'd have this lawnmower. You'd call him up. He'd come and do your lawn, your, your, your mow your lawn. All right? He would squat down behind the lawnmower. And eat the grass. Naked, and eat the grass as the lawnmower is mowing. He'd be squat down, running after it, eating the grass, naked. Okay, that's the lawnmower man. That's a porno. Now, if you tell me that your movie has anything to do with that, other than the lawnmower, <laughs> I don't think, I, I, to me, it doesn't deserve to be on the list. But like, it, like we said, it, they, they, they bought the story, they changed it, they did whatever they wanted to it to do this. Oh, that's the thing. So... That's the thing with the directors. You know, they'll, they'll change everything. They'll be like, okay, we got to fix this, fix that. Well, this was actually the studio because the studio said, you know, we own the property. We can do whatever we want. Have somebody rewrite this script. And it, this is what they came up with. And this is one of those movies that King had his name removed from. I, I don't blame him. No, I don't blame him either because other than the title, it has nothing to do with the story. Right. There's no in, in Pierce Brosnan as a as a uh, scientist, I'm sorry, it just doesn't work. No, I didn't think he worked that great as James Bond either. But that's my opinion. That's a that's a different show for a different time. Yeah, but no, Lawnmower Man is is definitely the crap. Yeah. Okay. Shits. All right. My next one. All right. All right. My next one is Cat's Eye. Okay. All right. This basically came to the point of. It was showing that anthology films just don't work. Yeah. This, th- in fact, the only other anthology movie that I really like from that era was Nightmares with um, Emilio Estevez. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that—that's something else. But this one, they had good story work mm-hmm. that just. Didn't work for the screen. The screen. Well, I don't want. I don't want to say that it doesn't work for the screen. I don't. I don't. I don't think it works for the big screen, because I enjoy these stories watching them on television. Right. But in the theater, I didn't like it. It just didn't draw my attention, and in the, the little story piece with Drew Barrymore and the and the troll, trying to take his her breath and trying to call for help from the cat, it, it was a waste of time. Yeah. It was stupid. A, it was too much. It was no good for filler between the stories, and it, it didn't need to be there. 
But it was it was almost like Hollywood was like, okay, well, what do you got next, King? And well, 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 let's just throw this out there. Well, I think what it, part of it was was okay. Let's take some of his his short stories. We can do an anthology. We just need to come up with something to tie them together, and that's where you get the cat. Right. Because the cat into, brings you to each story. Up until the Drew Barrymore piece at the end. Well, the only thing I really liked about the movie was the intro. Okay. Where you saw Christine and Mm -hmm. all these other things that are interactive with Stephen King movies. Right. That was basically Yeah, I mean, that was just homage, showing a nod to all these other things. Yeah. That we're not going to discuss in this movie, but these are the things that happened in the same universe. Right. As this as these stories. Right. But I totally agree. Okay. So all right. Um all right. I have a few more for uh Mrs. Do you have any more for Mrs.? Uh no. I oh. think I uh, missed out because a lot of those movies I didn't want to see, so I <laughs> missed out. Okay. Well but, I, I do have some information about a few other things. So what I'll do is with the rest of my Mrs. list Okay. I'll give you the uh, big screen versions, and anything that was left left from from the TV, I'll move down because I have a small list of stuff that was done for television specifically. All right. Okay. So we'll start with um, the misses that were actually in the theater. Okay. Children of the Corn. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. Okay. Uh, I can say I enjoyed it a little, and that was about it. Children of Corn, again, is a small story mm-hmm. from Night Shift. Right. Um, which didn't need a whole movie. movie to show. Okay. What should have been done is, you know, like an anthology thing for right. television or even at that time because that's still the 80s. They could have done an anthology movie, I'm sure, where there were tons of other stories that hadn't been uh, worked into the film yet. But, I mean, if it's a short story, why don't you make it into short films? Like right. Creep Show. Right. Well, that but that's an anthology film. Right. But that's the whole idea is you do these small, you do these short little films, you right. put them all together, and you give them one title, and you put them on under that name. And that, like I said, at the 80s, it was already starting to wane down. But right. you save something for, the, for the, like that for television. But what I will say about this is in no shape or form does this story deserve all the sequels, all the remakes, oh no, all the fanfare that has been made. I think I, I honestly I don't even know, but I want to say there's probably like 25 films <laughs> that have been made off of this title. I don't know about that many, but there, I know I know there there's are, I know there's a bunch out there. There are eight alone off of this one storyline before they go into remakes and re, in other sequels. That's crazy. There's eight right there. That's ridiculous. And they weren't that good to begin with. No. So what the so, fuck? So why? You know, okay, the first one I can understand. Okay, you made some money. Let's make a sequel. Make a sequel. Which they always okay. do. Right. That's fine. They do. They do it. But they, it, was a, it was horrible. So why do another one? Oh, I've got a different script. i got another idea. Okay, let's try that one. Doesn't make any money. Well, we'll stop. I get a new idea. It's This is not... Friday the Thirteenth, you know, we're not but I mean, trying to it, kill Jason and it comes keep coming back. But I mean, doesn't that happen with every 
successful uh, franchise. Yes, successful. There, you got the word. This was not successful. Right, I get that. But I get obviously that. somebody's making money if they're still making movies. But they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, that was pretty good. Uh, let's try this. Let's try that. And, you know, Listen, a lot I, of times it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. But I'll tell you, I've watched probably about 12 of these sequels <laughs> in remakes, okay? Out of all of that, I can only find one scene that I can honestly say I liked and I would have liked to have seen it done in a different film. <laughs> but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna waste it for you because no. it's it's way. It's it's like It's like Children of the Corn seven or eight. So okay. I'm not even gonna talk about it. Okay. But good. I'm but I'm saying out of twelve films that I watched, there's one small scene that I would keep out of all that. Okay, because you know I thought you were trying to be funny and you know. We were going to go our perverted little ways. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. It's but just, no, you're being serious. Yeah, I'm okay. being serious. There's only one small thing, and okay. it pro in the whole scene probably yeah. lasts maybe two minutes. And it's in the whole series. No, 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 no. Out of the whole series, there's this one scene, and it's either in Child Children of the Corn 7 or Children of the Corn 8. Right. I don't remember because I've only seen them once. Okay. Won't go back to it. I don't blame you because <laughs> they weren't good. No, okay. they weren't. Okay. The next one for the big screen was Night Flyer. Never seen it. No? No. Vampire traveling a vampire traveling around in his own Cessna. <laughs> okay. Lands at little mom and pop airports. Alright. Keeps the dirt in the bay, so that's where he sleeps. And then at night he comes out and kills the people in the in the airport. Oh my god. <laughs> Just listening to that. Is giving but, me a headache. But that's not the big part of the story. Oh, there's more. Yes. This is great. He God. has... Now, this is this runs you back to uh, Incredible Hulk. Okay? He has a reporter trailing him. <laughs> and the reporter works for, like, a National Enquirer kind of paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's trying to track him down. One of those shit papers you don't give a fuck about? <laughs> now, again, a movie that is so mediocre, I can't even shake my hand to it. That's so-so, okay? So you shake your hand to me. Okay. So, it's so, so um, I'm, just, I'm just saying it's so no, bad, it. it's not, it. okay? Again, a pot in the book, which really should have played well on the screen, and it doesn't. In the pot of the book, the reporter finds him, well, finds the Cessna at this airport, mm -hmm. right? Goes into the airport. Everybody is there dead. They're still warm. So he knows the vampire is still there. Okay? In the movie, he runs to the bathroom, starts throwing up in the toilet. Okay? Of course, the door closes. Now, underneath the stall, right, he hears, he hears the door open. So he freezes and looks underneath. He doesn't see anything. Because we're from underneath. He's looking at the mirror. Okay. He doesn't see anything. And then all of a sudden, he sees this urine stream hitting the porcelain in the urinal, right? But there's and nobody pissing? There's nobody there. And then somebody spits a wad of blood into the, into the toilet, into the urinal. And you see all this, and nobody's there. That's creepy. In the book, it plays off great. In the movie, it just sucks. Well, that's the thing. You know, like, a lot of times, like, you know... You, it looks great on paper. Yes, uh, that's what that's what we were saying before. It it, uh, it doesn't transfer well. 
Right, exactly. And, and, and unfortunately, you find that in a lot. I don't want to say every Stephen King has that, but a lot of them do. A lot of them do not True. transfer well. And the book is sensational. And the movie is, like, just mediocre. But I, mean, I, I think, honestly, the bottom line is, I mean, if you have, like, a really great director, mm-hmm. you can really tell a really great story. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if King was on the set of most of these movies that were made. I don't, I don't believe he was. He probably wasn't. But, I mean, he should have been. And if he had any input, because it's his story. Right, yeah. Then they should have listened to it. Yeah, but the thing is, is like most most studios do. We buy we buy the name, we buy the rights to the story. We don't want you anywhere near it. Right. So we'll do what we want. So, but that's um, that was Night Flyer. Um, the last one for the big big screen, uh, the big screen, is Dreamcatcher. Morgan Freeman. Once again. Didn't see it. One of those movies I didn't see because, like I said, I mean, and it's nothing against Stephen King, but, you know, some of these movies that have come out year after year after year, and, you know, you get disappointed with seeing one, you see another, and you're like, oh, this sucked. And I just kind of, like... Stayed away from it. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, it wasn't It wasn't a great film. State, uh, Morgan Freeman is wasted in it. How the fuck can you waste Morgan Freeman? Because he wasn't part of the he was part of part of the cast, part of the storyline, but he wasn't part of the main cast, you know. Oh. So, but needless to say, it's not worth watching. <laughs> okay. It. I mean, it just it is just not enough there to keep you interested, and I think it's like two and a half hours. Right. And it's just not enough there. I don't. I don't. I don't want to say all of Stephen King's sci-fi work um, books don't work, um, but those two definitely didn't. Um, Tommy Knockers in Dreamcatcher because it's another alien film. Right. Right. It, it, it to me it just doesn't work and it, it didn't work later on. Okay. And I'll take your word for that. All right. All right. So now we're going to talk about some of the stuff that was done from television, miniseries, actual full series. Okay. Okay. Um, some of these you may have heard of. Some of them you may have seen. I, I don't know, but we'll start at the top of the list. We'll just go down one by one. They're not in any order, so that but they're mixed. Okay. Okay. Um, like I said, some of some of them are hits. Some of them are still going, actually. Oh, um, wow. The only thing I did not add into this were things were movies or TV series that are running that I haven't seen yet. All right. Like Mr. Mercedes, which is based on a great trilogy of books that he did. Um, I have yet to see it, and I don't, and I won't comp- comment on it. Okay. Okay. All right, so the top of the list, Storm of the Century. Horrible right. film. Horrible film. I think it was a two-part movie that they did for it, so it technically was a miniseries. Um, it, it's just, uh, um, I, don't even know, I don't even know what good I could say about it. It's so bad. I mean, you, you give them this technically a warlock, who this town has to give life to mm-hmm. as a sacrifice, and they're and they're they're on an island that's just one road away from the mainland, and they get hit by a blizzard that fuck? totally traps these people, which is the storm of the century. I I get the title. I 
get the theme, but uh, it's horrible. It's, it's not worth it. It's not. It's I mean, not actually, interesting me. No, and I'm actually I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say another word about it because that's how bad it is. All right. Okay. Next. Next. Okay. This one I know you don't like, mm. and I know you've seen it. Is this gonna piss me off? I have no idea, but probably will. Okay. The Langoliers. Oh. Garbage. Yes. Garbage. 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 <laughs> not only are the special effects horrible. But the mm. acting is stiff, oh all across God. all across the board. Every it's like you could say this actor wasn't that good, or this actor was better than the rest of them, or these two actors work real well together. Nobody in this movie worked. Nobody. No, I mean, me and a girlfriend rented this movie, and I was just like, "What the fuck is this? This is shit." I couldn't even. I couldn't get into it. I was just like, "Oh wow, this is this is bad." Yeah, no, it's it is nothing. I'm I'm picking out the next movie. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's another one of those I can't think of a good thing to say about. No, it, it, horrible. Yeah, horrible, horrible, horrible. Okay, now um, the next one I know you probably haven't seen, and again, it's not worth it. All right. Okay. So chances Des are I haven't seen it. Desperation. No. No. Horrible film. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the book, mm -hmm. but you figured you give the movie a chance. Uh, yeah, because I mean, sometimes sometimes I've I've read bad books before, and seen movies that they were made off of, and it's like, geez, you know, I didn't see it that way. Right, right. That right. that actually works. I wasn't thinking, visualizing it the correct way. Right, right. In order to see it, but this movie doesn't do that. I don't. I just don't like it. Not at all. Sucks. Yes. Sucks. Yeah. Okay. Now, a series that I do like. Okay. And you've probably never seen it. And the thing is, you probably ne never even heard of it. Golden Years. David Bowie. They used his song as the uh, the theme. Okay. Okay. Um, basically, about a military uh, establishment that's working with a geneticist to come up with a formula to basically stave off old age. So a oh, um, cool concept. Yeah, a fountain of youth kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, at, the, at the facility, at the time, our main character is a janitor and he's work cleaning up in a, in a, in a, in a, um, a hall right. near, this, near one of the labs. Now, there's an explosion in the lab. He gets covered in this residue that they were working on, okay, people in the lab died, okay. He li he lives. Check him out. He's okay. No, a couple of scrapes, bruises, things like that. Send him home, okay. Over the next week, his wife notices him getting younger. Ah, uh, so everything exploded and it got, got on, on him. To him, right? Yeah. So now we have the main character, and he's living. Where he's technically, sh you know, it starts out probably like he's 75. By the end of the series, he's in his 30s. See, like, shit like that, I like. Yeah. And I thought it worked really well. And I enjoyed the series. And from what I remember reading at the time, it was supposed to be an ongoing series. A full-fledged season to season. Yeah, so what happened? The, the ratings dropped towards the end. So the studio said, nope, we'll just finish it off. We're all finished. Yep. 
Got it. We have an ending for the film? Yep. Okay. We're done. That's it. Ratings are low. We're not going any further. I hate that shit. Yep. And that's usually what happens when, unfortunately, when a bad, uh, when a good story gets turned into a bad show or a bad movie. You know, it just, it, you've got you've got good material to begin with. Right. But I mean, hang on. Especially if it's a series. Hang on. A lot of times, it, you know, it's the audience that, you know, sits there and says, oh, this is going to shit. Right, and, but that, according to the studio, it was the audience. Because if your, if your ratings drop from, say, 500,000, just say a million people are watching your right. show. Okay? It's successful. If your show, by the end of... 13, 14 episodes drops down to 250,000. Oh, we, we can't do anymore. They've already lost interest in this story. There's no f- reason to go any further. Let's just end it and call it quits. Yeah, but I mean, also, it's like, well, why don't you try something a little bit different? Or, you know, try to make it more interesting. Or right, try but, to get the fans back. Right, but how, how many times has that happened and just blown up in people's faces? That's where we come up with the term, jump the shock. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Other shows have tried things like that. Some studios are like, what can we do? Well, we could do this, could do that. How much money is that going to cost? Yeah. It's all, it all runs down to money. You it's know it as well as I do. It's all about money, yeah. Okay. Um, another, another short series, mini-series that they did, Rose Red. Which was based on the story of, oh, I can't remember her first name, but um, she um, was the woman who inherited the Winchester franchise um, uh, guns merchandise. Re- I can't. I know. I, I can't even think of what I'm saying. Not ringing a bell. No, no, I understand, but you know what a Winchester rifle? Oh is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. what do you call that? The whole business. Yeah. The um, she yeah she inherited the whole thing. And she... I know the story you're talking about. Yeah, she built the mansion, and she believed that she was basically building the the mansion to get rid of the money Mm -hmm. that she got, she inherited, because the bloody was basically all blood money. So she would, every time the the builders thought they were done, she'd come up with some other change. Another change. Another change. And they'd spent millions of dollars on this building, and there were staircases going nowhere. They go up to the the ceiling and that's it. There's doors that don't that open up, but there's nothing behind it because it's a wall. There's all these changes that she had just to get rid of the money, and that's what Rose Red is partially based on. Creepy. Because this is what this is the kind of house that they go into to see if it's haunted. Creepy concept. Creepy concept. It partially works, but it's not one of the best. But I, but like I said, it does work. Yeah, on some, like, on some like, levels. Yeah, you're like it's a creepy concept, but just there's something missing. Yes, yeah, and unfortunately, I think part of that is what's missing is that it's made they're doing some of these stories for TV, so the censorship is there, Everybody's... the studios there, so we've all got to have our hands in the pie. Yeah, that, and that was this just is just about to say that. Yeah, this is what we want to do, and it's like no, you can't do that. Okay, well, what if we did it this way? Okay, we'll accept that. No, over here, no, we can't do that. And they just go back and forth until you end up with something that... Is shit. Is is shit. But, <laughs> like I said, you could watch this and really enjoy it, but it's not going to be one of those ones that 
if friends come over and go, hey, you want to see something good? I get this movie that we we'll watch. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not a blockbuster. No, no, so. not at all. Okay, all right. The next thing is is a series that I believe you may have heard of, but I'm not sure. It was a mini series, The Stand. Oh yeah, I've heard of The Stand. Okay, have you seen The Stand? Sure. Okay. All right. No problem. So, this is a movie that many fans had been waiting years for. Right. And when they finally <laughs> did it, they fucked it up. Of course. Of course. Why wouldn't they fuck it up? Uh, it's only Stephen King's reputation on the line. Why not? Hey, let's fuck it up. Unfortunately, he's even in it. Mm. He's got a small role in it, too. But Why wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the hottest parts of watching this is seeing some of the actors in the roles that were picked for them. I think Molly Ringwald is not the right actress for that role. Hmm. And I think I, agree. I, I don't think it works. I agree. And I think you could say that about just almost every single one. Rob Lowe is completely lost in this film. <laughs> Considering he walks around as a deaf mute moot is the only bright side of it. <laughs> you don't hear his voice until the, the second half or whatever half it is until later on in the story. When, after he dies, and one of the characters sees him as an angel, he actually talks. Yeah, it's just like, okay, Rob, you know, you're getting paid. Rob, Rob, Shut Rob, up. Rob, we got this great role for you. Oh, yeah, what is it? As a deaf moon. What do I do? You just act. Don't do anything. Don't talk. Don't whisper. Can I, you know, use eye movements? That's about the extent of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, there, 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 are, some, there are some upsides to it. They really are, but as a whole, I would love to have them, since they're doing such a great job at remaking it, mm -hmm. I'd like to see them tackle the stand. And I'm sure at some point they will, and I'm sure they'll tackle other projects yeah. that we've already talked about. Yes, true, true, because I mean, any project that, that we talk about uh, is completely open to interpretation by another director, by another studio. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I, I mean, mean look at what look. At, I don't want to. I don't want you mean to cut you off. No, no, I no. Let's no, get this thought out. Look at what happened with Doc Tower. Right. That had a perfect, perfect lay-in for an audience, for future movies, and they fucked it up. Yeah. Um, it happens. And unfortunately, they tried to roll, I think, two stories into the one movie, which never works, and we know that. They tried to give it an ending, which if you're trying to make a franchise, you don't give an ending. No, you don't. Not every movie is Star Wars. No. Now, on top of that, and I'm not, I don't have any problem with changing actors or actors in wrong roles. And again, this is an actor in the wrong role. Matthew McConaughey as the devil, the demon, the man in black does not work. He doesn't cut it. Just because he wore black... In those car commercials, <laughs> does not mean he can be the man in black in another movie. So, that being said, all right, turning, all they, right, all right. To what I was getting to is they're now turning that into a TV series, which yeah. is where it probably should be. Well, we'll see what happens. Because if they do the same thing that Amazon is doing with the Tom Clancy books, because mm. they're doing. Um, Jack Ryan, 
this past season that they did was a setup to give you who Jack Ryan is, where he come, came from, and all the backstory. So now when you go into the next season, you know what you the actually, fuck's happening. You know, you have no problem with backstory. Okay? Now, what they're planning and doing, from what I heard, each season is going to be one of the Jack Ryan books. So cool. Hunt for Red October is going to be a whole season. Oh, cool. So pa- Patriot Games will be a whole season. It'll be that kind of thing. So you'll actually have, I think, it, I think it's eight episodes. You'll have eight episodes. You'll have eight hours to pull this whole story together instead of trying to do it in an hour and a half. This, considering the Doc Tower story, has eight books, I believe. Something it's like either that. seven or eight. And you could do that with, with this series. Yeah. yeah you can. And I think it would work great. Absolutely. All right. But that's neither here nor there right now because they, as far as I know, they haven't even started production. But they may have. <laughs> they might. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about two series that actually have ended. And I don't know if you know anything about them. Uh, it's Haven. Mm-mm. Okay. And Under the Dome. Mm-mm. Okay. I mean, I've heard of them. Yeah. I've watched them. Well worth both of them. Uh, Haven lasted, I believe, five seasons or six seasons. And it starts out with the story of the Colorado Kid, which is a Stephen King book. And they just basically talk about that. You drag that story in, and then there's all kinds of mystical things, paranormal, and um, all kinds of Stephen King references throughout the entire series. Okay. And it's really, really good. Okay. Takes a little bit to get started, but once you get, if you can get through the first three episodes, three, four episodes, you're, you should be hooked. Okay. And then, like I said, five or six seasons, it's really worth it. All right. Okay? Cool. Take your word for it. The other one is Under the Dome, which lasted two seasons but was supposed to be more. It's another one of the... Another story in filming that fell into the Golden Years problem. Had great... It it started out as a 13-episode miniseries. It was only supposed to be 13 episodes. The, the, but the ratings were so astronomical. They said, "Can we do more? We'll wrap up the th- we'll we'll redo the twelfth and thirteenth episode, so you actually wrap it up on a cliffhanger, and we'll do another season." Money, 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 money. Yep. So, King, who was a part of the the writing staff for this, said, "No problem. We can do that." So they rewrote a couple of episodes, so you finally you end on a cliffhanger. Yep. Did that. Wait, everybody waited for the second season, started the second season basically right where the 13th episode ended. You started it, and you know what happened? The ratings went down. So it shit the bed. So what they did was they, I don't remember how many episodes they filmed. I want to say another 13. They did another 13 episodes, and that was it. And they were like, fuck it. Yep, as soon as, soon as, it, as, soon as it started, they, because they had it at the peak. No. And they should have left it there. And it started dwindling. And so, Yeah, and then it started dwindling after that. And then it's like, well, what are we going to do? Well, you don't do nothing. Just let it go. I would rather have seen them try to do a sequel to that storyline than to actually con- trying to continue the storyline. Yeah, but a lot of producers don't even want to mess with that. They're, no. They're just like, eh, you know, this is going downhill. Yeah, no, 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 true. I, I understand. The studio's looking for something that they can actually... Um, 
make money more money on right but that, that ju it just doesn't work that way it's, there's less people okay um, I've got one here that I know the show is still running and you probably never heard of it it's called Castle Rock I've heard of Castle Rock okay well that it's basically all about the, the, the town Castle Rock with all the weirdness of Stephen King it's basic it's basically Twin Peaks now right okay I've watched the first six episodes, I believe. It's really, really good. Yeah? Yep. Worth and watching. It's well worth watching. Um, what I like about it, which I think is in some ways funny as hell, is Sissy Spacek has a role in this film. Get the fuck out obviously, of here. No, obviously not as Carrie. Right. But uh, Sissy Spacek is one of the stars, which I think is funny as hell. That's pretty cool. So it's if you can find it, it's well worth watching. Considering she started out with King, yeah, which yeah. is a and fucking I think, riot. I think I think that's Hulu that runs that. So I'll look it up. Yeah, but uh, it, it's well worth the try. It's well worth the try to to watch it. All right, cool. Okay. Cool. Um, now I've got two more. Uh, well, actually, three more. Uh, one I know you're not going to like because you didn't like the movie, so you're not going to like the television version that they they're trying to do, The Mist. So instead of, try, instead of trying to compact it into a two-hour movie, it's now a series. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, I didn't think it would. <laughs> it doesn't work. Because okay. the movie sucked. Right, right. Okay, now, we're going to we're gonna end this up on a, on a good note. So I'm going to do the bad one first and then the good one. Let's hope. Okay. All right. All right. You've never heard of Kingdom Hospital? No. Okay, this is a story, basically, what he wrote after his car accident. After he got hit by the van. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. while in the hospital, he basically fleshed out this story. Now, this story is partially based on, I believe, a Swedish film series, or film, um, called Kingdom. All right. So, it, it's because it's so close to that, you have to sort of look at them at the same time. So, it's almost like a remake. But a lot of his experience went into this, of uh, being in, be in bed all that time, you know, all this thing. So it's not exactly um, Gone with the Wind, okay? But it's enjoyable to watch. Gone with the King. <laughs> gone with the King. There you go. <laughs> all okay. Right. All right. The last one for the, this whole thing is Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Which Heard was, of that. Okay, which was a miniseries that was done on, I want to say, TBS. Mm -hmm. They took eight short stories from King's book, Nightmares and Dreamscapes, and turned them into short films. And they work wonderfully. Do they? I'm, I'm telling you, it's one of those things that you could actually... Because I've never actually seen them. No, really? Oh, honestly, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, t I'll tell you this. Because, I mean, you know, just watching, you know, some of the Stephen King movies, and like I said, you know, nothing against him, but, you know, some of the directors and whatnot, or the cast members, and, you know, just watching some of these movies that have failed you from time and time again, I, would, I just kind of gave, gave up on the guy. Yeah, you pass, pass him by because it's like, oh, Stephen King's the name of Oh, it's going to be one of those crap things. 
Yeah, yeah it's exactly. gonna it's gonna be sleepwalkers all over again. So you know. Yeah, West, exactly. West, West exactly. Well, that's why that's why I, I say that these short these analog analog yeah. anthology films. Yeah. And these films that should be short stories and short films work better on the television. And this actually miniseries actually proves the point mm-hmm. because every single one of these is outstanding in stories. Hmm. Actually, there's. Um, Oh, there's two that really come to mind and I really love. One is Autopsy Room 4. That sounds gory. Yeah. Well, it's basically a guy who gets, I want to say, hit by lightning while he's playing golf. Caddyshack. Right. Well, they believe he's dead. <laughs> they believe he's dead. They send him, to the, uh, send him to the morgue. Okay. Okay. He's still alive. He, ca- he can't move a muscle. He can't move his eyes. He can't say anything. But he can hear. And he hears them talking about how the fact that he died on the golf course and all this. Okay, what, do you, okay, do you want to do the, do you want to cut him first or why don't you cut him? I cut the last one. And they're preparing to do the autopsy. Mm-hmm. And he's alive. But he can't let them he can't tell them. Oh, yuck. It's an outstanding standing piece. And one what <laughs> One of the greatest things about it Blah. is that there's all these different points where something will happen, where it's like they're almost about to they're almost about to cut him, bringing the scalpel right down to his chest, and then the phone rings. So it's like, oh my god, clamp the the uh, scalpel on the table, and then walk over to answer the phone, and it's like, oh my god, I don't, I got another reprieve. Okay, gotta move, gotta try to do something, try to move your eyes. Wake up, damn it! <laughs> okay, the other one, which the greatest thing about this piece is that not a word is spoken the entire show. All right. It's called Battleground. And it's basically a guy who gets this box of army men. You know, the little green army guys. Yeah, the little toys. Like. Yeah, the little toys. That, and this is one of the big boxes, the one that came with the tanks and the, the yeah. ships and all this, right? Well, that's what he gets. First, it comes in anonymously. He opens it up, starts taking the things out. Well, what happens is all of these things are alive. And the tanks really work. <laughs> then you have this entire army with weapons chasing him around the apartment chasing him around the apartment oh yeah because the tanks move they've got planes they've got all these things everything an army would have right this box it comes in this box so they start shooting him and so all now this it's happens. all in his apartment it's all in his apartment it has basically become a war zone that's creepy okay it gets to the point where he turns the tide where he starts to get the upper hand of it right but the only problem is, is when he finally gets the upper hand, he gets to the box. And he looks at the box, and it lists on the lid of the box everything that comes with the set. Including a nuclear bomb. Oh my god. And that's the last of the scene, and it blows up, and that's the end of the story. So he nukes his apartment. No, he doesn't. The they... soldiers do. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that reminds me of, like, Trilogy of Terror. That's... Wow! Is it? But that's a great story. And doing it there, that and like I said, there's no, there's no voices, no, no dialogue at all. And I just, I just think that 
that works wonderfully. And if I'm not mistaken, that's William Hurt that plays the role of the guy in the apartment. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great actor. Oh, wonderful actor. Brilliant. I can't, I can't wait, actually, until we get into some of his stuff. Which we will. Yep, we will. Um, because, actually, the, we're going we're gonna to change the format a little bit on the next show. The next show is going to actually be reviews and discussions about the films. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. and we're going to be doing that, and we're going to we're going to bring in some new stuff, things that we're going to from that point on we're going to actually start working with. Um, obviously, not machines or anything like that, but the way we handle the show. Or anything that's going to blow up the apartment, or anything? no, 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 nothing that'll blow up the apartment because hell, I'm still paying rent. Yeah, well, um, hey, and I'm just a guest. Yeah. So. <laughs> so no nuclear bombs from you. Good. There you go. All right, so I think that's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you have been listening to the MMO Movie Markout Podcast Show. And I'm Popcorn Pete, as always, with my partner in crime, Vinny the Vault. And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun discussing the Stephen King hit-or-miss films. But uh, we will see you very shortly. And uh, take care, and we'll see you at the movies. Have fun. What was this two shit about? Hey, Cunningham! Is that you, Cunningham? Hey, you ain't mad, are you? Oh man, there is nothing finer than being behind the wheel of your own car. Except me, you be for pussy. <laughs>